Hey everyone, this is the Against the Grain Podcast. This is episode number 70 for April 9th, 2020. I'm Justin DePalma, and as always, I'm joined by Freddie Roman. Good evening from the offices of COVID-19. <laughs> A guy, the tiger killer, Dunlap. Tiger killer? Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> oh, I'm not going to go... <laughs> <laughs> you just did. <laughs> oh, I guess I did. Okay. All right. Uh, we're leaving this in. Yeah, 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 So How's where that where that where, where that came okay, from okay. is we were just we were just talking about the what's what's was the name of the show like King of Tigers or what what the heck King the, the Tiger, Tiger King, King Tiger, the Tiger King, King on yeah. Netflix. I might leave that whole beginning in here. So <laughs> yeah, before we hopped it's, on it, here, everything else is yeah, everything else is odds in life. So let's just yeah. roll with probably all of it. <laughs> So, Freddie, what do you got going on in your shop? What do I have going Other on? Other than watching shop? Tiger King. So, I have 42 turnings out of solid mahogany I need to, I need to go ahead and make. Um, I'm making 46 pieces. They are what? out of mahogany for the turnings. Mm-hmm. And they are, what is it? What size was it? it turnings was like, for, for what? Oh, it's for the for a balustrade going on a rooftop in the oh, local okay. town I live in, and they are five and five eighths in diameter. So I'm laminating up two pieces of mahogany from twelve quarter stock, trying to leave it as max, you know, thickness as possible, and I am basically gluing all that up, eighteen inch lengths, and um, it's it's a lot of mahogany. Like I filled up the back of my mm-hmm. white van. And I said to myself, I think I have enough, but we'll see. Um, and I, I I literally bought everything they had. Like, I said, you got any more in the back? And it's like, this is all we got. So they gave me, brought out a skid, and I was like, boy, this is like, I could be really close on this. Is that African and, mahogany? Yes, it's African. Um, I did the comparison in price regarding, like, should I do pine? Should I do white oak? And should I do African? Or should I do genuine mahogany? In the end, the pine and the, and the mahogany was the same. White oak is very hard to get right now as well. Mm-hmm. And I personally don't think the kilns are drying thick hardwood properly. I see no. a lot of um, checking honeycomb. and mm-hmm. honeycomb. Um, so that's a concern. And I don't want this to you know come back to me. So the African is working really well. Uh, and then I'm also working on some African mahogany... Uh, shutters i have 12 to make they will be also painted like the spindles will or the turnings will also be uh, painted after the turnings i'm already gathering and trying to figure out where in the world i'm getting material for the balustrade i need some mahogany from that i also need some one by and two by material pre-primed so i can go ahead and assemble everything and get everything going and working on some weather stripping and like door drops plungers on several doors i'm painting several exterior doors um and then i'm refinishing an exterior door but the weather hasn't uh really been really great for that so it's kind of on hold so i'm very busy so you know i've been blessed to just continue working they they didn't they didn't shut down the uh, lumber suppliers um, no, but what's starting to happen is that lumber suppliers are not allowing you to come in, even if it's one at a time, uh, to pick out the lumber. Basically, they you tell them what you want, and they pick yeah. it for you. And the they started was, that like that here, and then they said, you know, you can call it in, and we'll deliver it, or you can pick it up. But mm-hmm. then they just shut everything down. So it's not shut down yet, but the issue is... The people who usually work on the yard are working there because they're not that smart. So, and I respect them for all the effort and in, in marking stuff up. But when it comes to picking lumber, there's certain rules and process that I like to follow. So I, I don't feel like I can just trust anyone. Not everyone is like Lou Erian that I can be like, I'm looking for this. They give me exactly what I'm looking for. I try that with all the other lumber yards and I asked for mahogany. They gave me pine. So, you know, that's the extreme. So. Yeah, they're there just pulling wood. They're not actual furniture makers knowing what they're looking at. Yeah, exactly. And I'm looking for tight right. grain or rift grain. So. Mm-hmm. But how about you, Justin? 
How about me? Uh, I hate to say it again, but I finally f finished up all the display stuff. I've just been slowly putzing along with it, uh, only because um, I'm waiting for the countertops, and they're being made by a friend's shop that's certified to use Corian and glue all that stuff up. But mm. I'm I'm done everything with them, just waiting for that so I can get it all delivered and finished up. Um, that's it. I did a little bit putzing around going to the house and doing things there. And uh, I did find snakes. out that my wood supplier did shut down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dealing with snakes. <laughs> we could talk about that. Uh, but yeah, my wood supplier got shut down. And my next project is a mahogany door. And I talked to the customer already. And I said, hey, look, I don't think I can get this stuff. And he said, no problem. That's fine. I understand. So I... Now, people have to be, under, you know understanding yeah. of all this yeah 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 so um the question is what is it going to do for my foreseeable short-term future here i'm not sure uh like i said i got some things to do at the house um i'm okay with if i can devote like two weeks to that but after that it's like i'm gonna need to get back to work for for income so um, i did we'll see read because I, I i i i do have a couple proposals that I have to get out and I, I hate to say this, but I might be able to just float stuff with the money coming in from them, which I really don't want to do, but who knows how yeah, if you can out, get, so. if you can get materials to do the job. Yeah. They're, they're long-term sit. So they're, oh, okay. they're several months out there, they're, days, which I, I, I hate to say that, but I'd be, I'd be robbing Peter to pay Paul. Go ahead, guy. I'm sorry. Uh, so I read I read an article today, and they were talking about the um, stimulus package that already passed, and not I guess not a lot of people know this. Well, it all it, it, they 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 say the money's there, but it still comes down to the states how they determine what how the unemployment works. But what they want the states to do is even if you're self-employed and your income is cut off because of the coronavirus, let me give you an example. Like my daughter, she's a hairdresser. They closed her salon. She's basically self-employed. She rents a chair there. Right, right. Same thing my stepsister does. So she can't work because of that. So she qualifies for the unemployment benefits. Not mm -hmm. small business loan, but unemployment benefits. So if you, even if you own a business and your business is shut down because of this, and let's say you're a sole proprietor, you're just, just you and your shop like yourself, Justin, you can mm -hmm. actually shut down. And shut, and you know, you'll have to look at the, uh, the, the state guidelines for New Jersey, but you can actually shut your business down yeah, and I was, collect unemployment. I, I was actually thinking about looking into it. So I, I, yeah. And I'm going to look into it just to see what it'll, it says and I can do with it, but... Well, the way that the way they worded the bill was that it, but. the way they worded the bill was that you get a hundred percent of your regular income based on your tax returns. Yes, and an extra six hundred dollars yeah. a week on top of that. I started reading it this morning. I got into the whole part where it said about your tax returns and anything after that, I didn't, and then I had my daughter yeah. got up so that was short-lived but so it's something that's something you can look I, into it, too it's just shut it down yeah yeah and the other yeah i don't know i gotta read more about it so yeah and it's and here's it's, the other it's thing different it, it, and i don't yeah i'm not saying we're here's the other thing if they're willing to loan you money interest-free is it worth it you gotta have to pay it back you, it's not well, you gotta gimme. pay it back but if there's no interest on it um you know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah. I get it. It's just, it's just. I don't, I don't know. That it's a smart business move or a dumb one. <laughs> I, well, I mean, it's worth from, looking into. I can tell you that. It really um, depends on what you're looking to use it for. <laughs> what your um, personal ethics are. Me, I want to work. I do not want a handout from the government. Right. I want to work. I want to, I want to, I want to make my money myself. I do not want to have to depend on the government, whether it's federal state or local to put a roof over my head. 
under any circumstances. But there are people that look at that and say, oh my God, I'm going to do whatever I can to get all the money I can for free and not have to do anything. Right. So yeah, no. um, I'm not into that. I know you're not into that, but I was just saying <laughs> that that is available to you. So to turn it around on you guys, have you filed unemployment yet? Nope. You're, do, you're going to do it? Nope. Why not? You pay because into it I don't. Week? Because I'm not eligible for it. Why aren't you eligible? I was not terminated. You're furloughed. Yeah, but you—that's the thing. You I was that up, furloughed. You're... I wasn't laid yeah. off. I was furloughed. And in the state of Indiana, if you're laid off or terminated, you can you can claim it, but not if you're furloughed. Uh, I think they might because no, that's on, that's on. No, 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 no. You have to remember that's federal. They're saying you can do it, Mm -hmm. but the, the federal government does not control the state unemployment. The Mm -hmm. state does. Mm -hmm. I started to go through it to see what I could do with it. And it asked Mm -hmm. right. One of the first questions, have you been, you know, it's got like the little check boxes. Are you, have you been terminated? laid off or furloughed yet furloughed. And it says, Oh, sorry, you don't get anything. Mm-hmm. Massachusetts. You can get it. If you're furloughed. I think yeah. in New Jersey, you can too, but not every state's that way. I agree with you guy. Yeah. They may have changed that. I did that like the very first day. Mm-hmm. So they may have changed that since then. I may be mistaken about that. That may have changed, but still I, I'd rather just go back to work. But here's the thing. If you're self-employed, also, how much did you claim in, on your taxes for profit? You know, let's be honest. We are Americans. We don't claim everything. So. Well, it depends on how, but it was like, you know, when, when, when I was in business for myself, I paid myself a regular hourly salary, hourly yeah. wage. Mm-hmm. I was considered an employee. So how did you set that up, guy? Well, you have a separate bank account and you have payroll on it. You pay yourself. Did you set up someone like a third party to go ahead and send you a bi-weekly, weekly check? Or did no, you cut yourself no, a check? No, I just cut myself a check. Were you a sole proprietor then or were you a corporation? LLC. LL- LLC? Mm-hmm. Yep. So every week you would cut yourself a check. And Pretty much. Check you, you would pay Social Security and federal and state tax? Yep. Did you give yourself vacation time as well? No. So now, did you did you? Sorry, go ahead, Justin. No, I was going to say I'm curious because I I've wondered about this when you do do that, uh, and I this is where I'm foggy on this whole thing. Technically, you're probably paying more in taxes that way, but are you then allowed to l- lay yourself off? Because as an owner, you're not allowed to sole proprietor. Or whatever, an employee or no, I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not employer. a lawyer. I'm not a. I'm not a lawyer. Right. And I don't deal with any of the tax stuff. So well, I think. They, I think to answer that, you have to be a corporation to be able to lay yourself off, because in a corporation, mm-hmm. you have to have a, a board mem- board members, mm-hmm. uh, at least three, w- one including yourself. The the other board members don't have to work for you, but they also should have some knowledge of your business or maybe they partake in your business somehow or partners per se and then you do have then the capability now supposedly everyone says that you pay more taxes if um you're not a corporation and everything else but i did the math and i even spoke to a a third party to do payroll and they said to me that while i bring in you know my my salary I, w- I basically be wasting money unless I doubled my salary. Mm-hmm. So they said I would just keep it the way you are. Come back to me when you have, say, more employees or um, the salary. You know, you're going to give yourself like almost 100 percent raise to justify it. And I feel that I write off so much that while I still pay myself, the write offs are still massive in comparison, which in the end of the year, when I do taxes, I'm always profitable, um, uh, but nowhere near as, you know, I can be if I change things around or if I wrote off all the cash that I got from other clients and everything else. Yeah. So it's kind of kind of challenging trying to determine that. 
Because that's what, basically, that's what Phil, my mentor, does. Like, every Monday, it's just like, all right, this week, I get, you know, I don't know what the number is. I'm just throwing random numbers. 600 times five, three grand, you know, whatever it is. And then um, he just goes for it. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what we were talking about before with the unemployment stuff. That that, that every state is different. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's... That's the way it works. So that may, like I said, it may have changed in Indiana. You know, I find, I find, I find the whole, you know, the whole state thing is different. Very interesting, especially with this whole pandemic and, um, and everything that's going on because it's, it's, I find it so interesting how like a perfect example, you know, the president says we have tons of supplies coming in. But none of the supplies go to the state. It goes to the federal government, which then goes to commercial distributors who then have bids of yeah. from all the states and the highest bidder wins. And Well, actually, you know, a lot of that stuff is going right to the hospitals. It's not even going into storage. That's the way they want it to work. Mm-hmm. They don't want it coming into the federal government because they don't want to distribute it. Well, the thing is, on the today's yeah. news, they're basically saying that They'll come in that way, like you just said, but before it even comes in here, it goes to the highest bidder. There's like a back yeah. channel bidding war. I heard the same thing, Freddie. Happening, and then it just goes from there. It just it happened today, like an hour ago. That's why the only reason why I'm saying it. Yeah. Uh, well, I can I can see that, but like I said the federal government isn't involved in that because they were they were talking about how, you know, they were they were they were slamming the. The, the administration for well, you didn't have these stockpiles. He goes, so wait a second, we're not stockpiling this stuff. Mm-hmm. The stuff is coming in and it's going straight to the hospitals. Mm-hmm. It's not going into a distribution center. We don't want yep. that to happen. We need to get it to the hospitals and the people on the front line now, not a week from now. Mm-hmm. So that's why there is no stockpile of the stuff. So I didn't, and I, and I, I would assume that that would be correct, that, you know, if you've got a hospital and you've got, you know, you need this stuff that it's, it's still a capitalistic society. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we have to maintain that, that level of capitalism. Mm-hmm. So I really don't see a problem with somebody outbidding somebody else to get the product. I don't know. I, I don't know. If, I don't agree with that. Yeah, it's it's, it, it, it's it, only because some states are have a lot more money than others. I mean, I and I don't know. That's not right. Yeah, it also depends on the situation. You know, it's, it all right. varies, which is crazy. Right. Yeah, but but all I'm saying is we can't abandon our system of a federalist society and a capitalist capitalistic economy. Yeah. Just overnight, it's not going to happen. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yep. People always, and I, it, it still drives me nuts. And I, I look at Twitter sometimes, and people say, "Oh, the federal government, this and the federal." And I, Wait a second, this is the United States of America. All this stuff is handled on the state and local level. The federal government can set guidelines, but they have no say in a lot of things that happen at the state level. So when these governors start complaining, you know, they haven't told us what to do. And they're like, wait a second, you haven't told the the government says, we're here to support you. You Mm -hmm. tell us what you need and we'll, we'll help you get it. But you got to tell us what you need first. This government is run from the, from the bottom up, not from the top down. And that's Mm -hmm. what a lot of people seem to forget. Totally. So there, I've said my, I've ranted. Good job. I'm done. Good to get you ranting. (laughs) What are you up to, guy? (laughs) Keep talking. Um, Well, I I finished my uh, kitchen island. Um, It was it was actually a pretty easy project. It took me longer to make the drawers than the, the cabinet. You know how that goes, mm-hmm. um, but everything went together real nice. I ended up putting uh, uh, wiping poly 
finish on it. I put dye on it. Uh, what kind of dye? Came out real nice. Came out real nice. The colors real nice and even. Uh, color yeah. dye. What color dye? I used uh, the Trans Tint Dark Walnut, one drop mm. and sixteen ounces of denatured alcohol. One drop. One That's drop. Probably, just a little yeah. color. Yeah, I didn't want it. it we don't the, the the floor that we got put in is fairly dark, mm-hmm. and my wife doesn't like real blonde looking furniture, so we wanted it somewhere between the blonde of the white oak, which was what the piece was made out of, and the dark of the floor. So this is somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just one drop of trans tint and a and sixteen ounces of denatured alcohol, and that was perfect. Nice. Yeah, it's the same formula I use when I when I I do it a lot where I dye walnut. Um, just to get that little bit of color. Yep. Yeah, just to hold the 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 color fast so it doesn't turn orange. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really helps prevent that. And it, it evens out some of the colors because I use a lot of um, uh, air-dried walnut. And it's got mm-hmm. a lot of crazy-ass colors in it. So I put that on there, and it helps even out the different tones. Um, but anyways, so I finished that, and that's pretty much it. I mean, we just talked, you know, a week ago. Mm-hmm. So I haven't done much since then. Since talking about work, you know, uh I, as you guys may know, the shop, I share one shop with Brett. And Brett's uh, milling like um, 1,500 square feet of African mahogany tongue and groove for flooring. And then he has like 1,500 of white oak for tongue, tongue and groove for flooring. So the shop has been crazy. And I'm trying to go ahead and glue all this stuff up at the same time. So it's kind of like I'm trying to do as much as I can during the day, get out of his way. And then a lot of sawdust. Us. Yeah. We, we're going we're going through like twelve or fifteen bags a day. Yeah. You know, just I Holy and cow. You don't reuse the bags? We reuse the bags. They go to the horse farm. Yeah. They, they you know, we collect them back, we drop them off. We put it we give them to mulch people, you know, for their gardens and everything else. Some people yeah. like the um the oak shavings to do something in their in their flower beds and everything else. So we we're we're trying to do whatever we can. You know, this new landlord also is a PETA because it's like he doesn't want we used to be able to put the bags outside and then the people come and get it in a couple of days or within an hour or whatever it may be. He doesn't want anything. So I'm kind of getting sick of him. Well, it puts me in a position that I'm tired of waiting for Brett to be done. It's not his fault, you know. So it's like I have a lunchbox planer, but man, a lunchbox planer works fine. But when you have this 12 quarter stock and you're trying to run long lengths doesn't matter. It's just like it does not want to hold down. Yeah, it's like it can't it's, do that. Yeah. It becomes too much of a pain. So today I went to the tool shed. I always get first dibs before other the open public does. And he had this Hitachi Japan made planer. He said, you know, they used to have the 12, 12 inch with four inch combination joiner planer. So he had that there. He wanted like four fifty. I said three fifty. Comes with two sets of knives. The thing weighs like two hundred something pounds. So it's it's while it's a twelve inch, while it has two knives like a lunchbox, it's like a totally different animal. So yeah, it's, like, it's I, a real I, machine. That's, yeah, that's belt driven too, isn't it? It is that's belt not, driven. Yeah, it's not a little motor running it. Um. So well, it actually has a small motor on it, but it's bigger than what's on the lunchbox. The belt, the belt. But it's an not- it's an it's a, it's an induction motor, not a universal motor. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. So yeah. and that thing cuts like you wouldn't believe, like a dream. Two knife, and I was just like, and this is some ribbon mahogany, no tear out. I didn't even change the knives yet. It's like these are the knives that the guy already had in there, so just to see if it was gonna work. And it's like, man, this thing's impressive, like. This is no joke. And I've said to myself, I understand why people love that Japanese Hitachi stuff from the old days. Because this stuff is like, it has beautiful adjustments. And it's like so nice. And it cuts like beautifully. No snipe. And it's just like, and this is right off just like whoever had it set up just 
used it and then I used it and it was just like, whoa, this is impressive. So I almost, I almost bought one of those once about three or four years ago. I don't remember I guess what it, stopped me from doing it, but it, it's I becoming more and more rare to find. Um, and at first I was going to, I was going to say I regretted selling my 12 inch powermatic planer because I thought I was going to get bigger. You know, I had the, the furniture mentality, like I'm just going to get a 24 inch planer, old American. And then today it's like, if you can get a 12 inch material, you should be like jumping up and down. The stock has kind of like shrunk down in width. So for me, I'm not making that much furniture. I'm repairing more. I'm doing sort architectural stuff. Everything's still within that 12 inch range. So for me, I think this planer is just going to be good enough for right now. On a side note, mm -hmm. I was watching the this YouTube uh, channel. I think it's, I can't remember what it's called, but it's about this boat called the Western Flyer out in Port Townsend. I think it's Oregon or Washington. I can't remember. Anyways, uh, this, this boat making company, right? They have some big, like 25 inch Northfield or something. And they ended up putting it on a rotisserie because they're running these long 30 foot pieces of Purple Heart or something. And instead of them walking it back through, they rotate, they, they turn the planer around and then just feed it back through. It's really awesome to see a machine. that probably weighs a couple tons or a wow. ton or whatever. And they just rotate it around. And it was just like one guy does it with his hand, just rotates. That's on a pretty good idea. Yeah. It's a really good idea. So, I love the idea. Yeah. So instead of them walking it back and forth all the time, they just roll the board over, feed it back through. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Hmm. Continue conversation, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> I sidetracked you. <laughs> no, I just thought about it. I wanted you to know because, you know. No, that's I just... cool. I, I, I saw you ask something today, and I was like, what's he looking at another one of these for? Don't you have a big planer? But mm -hmm. that makes sense. And, and yeah. what what you were talking about, the reason I understand it now, and that, yeah, that makes sense to have it. You got, you got rid of your 20-inch planer, Freddie? Well, no, the 20-inch the planer... When I was, I was going to buy the 20 inch Powermatic planer that we have in the old shop. But then I said to myself, at the time, I had two other people that were going to also be using this 20 inch planer. As I had Dumble Steve who would run nails through it. And then I had Brett who would run thousands and thousands of linear feet through it. And I was like, this thing is going to get beat. And I'm going to be pissed. So. And this is a co-op shop, so I can't be selfish. So I convinced Brett, hey, Brett, look what I found. Hell of a deal. You should buy it. And he bought it. He's happy with it. But it's already showing major age because he's just running so much linear feet through it. Like, the Powermatics of today is nowhere near what the Powermatics of old were. And um, we don't have spiral head on the, on the planer because, in my opinion... If, you, if it's not figured work, it's kind of a waste of money because we're like taking off an eighth of an inch. Like today, I, I'm not wasting time. The windows, I have a podcast to join. I was like, I got three hours to glue up these huge sections. I'm taking off like an eighth of an inch at a time. Like just, you know. So I need to be able to just take material off quickly and a helical head won't do that. Yeah, we've Unless got 20-inch helical heads at, at work and we run probably 1500 board feet a day through them and they're mm -hmm. they're helical head and you, you can't get more than a 16th of an inch through it at a time yeah and i, I and i i've stalled mine on my grizzly mm -hmm. uh and, and before i had when i had the straight knives i could run the whole 20 inches through there and it's fine but yeah, yeah you're right if i start running more than if i'm doing a 20 inch board you yeah, can't run the whole eighth inch depth anymore it's 16th yeah. of an inch and you, it notices it's amazing that little bit of just continuous cutting makes. yeah and it's and it's just it, you need a really large motor and everything else so i personally like i'm or now three phase. yeah or three phase i'm i'm now trying to decide i have a beautiful eight inch powermatic that i put a helix cutter head on it and while it works great it i can't take off a ton of material i i saved the original cutter head and i'm really contemplating just putting the old one back on and just like selling the helix like mm -hmm. it's for me it's about efficiency it's because I'm not running quality figured crazy materials through it. So I, 
I, uh, we've talked about this. Yeah. I, I got my eight inch joiner. Same thing. Still had the straight knives. If I ever got another joiner, a bigger one, just for doing stuff, I would definitely consider putting the straight knives back on it just for edge joining. That's all I'd be using the eight inch for, which is mm-hmm. even overkill for that. But you know what I mean? The tables and everything are perfect for that. But yeah, just to get that nice, clean, clean edge on them without the scallop. Yeah. You know, so um, I'm just coming to like realizing that I don't need all these crazy industrial machines, basically. So depends what you're doing, right? Yeah, exactly. And for me, at 12 inch, I can do two 12 inch glue ups to get 24 inch wide with some sticks going across the top and bottom, clamping that in the proper clamping pressure and time. I can still get a perfectly flat board. Mm-hmm. So, in these days, when I, I don't need 24 inches like I used to when I made furniture. Like, now it's like one by six, one by eight, one by 12. Like, you know, that's kind of the mentality that's happening right now in my type of work. And I'm just yep. like, you know. There's so many people going to be closing down businesses that I'm probably going to be being able to buy like all this equipment from much cheaper in the next several months to a year. I, I've been wanting a big old mortar suit forever, right? I, mm-hmm. And I've looked at the the newer Powermatic ones are a decent bigger machine. Like there's some adjustabilities in them. There's some nice little features, but like an old machine would be really nice. But in the same sense, I can't justify it because I don't do that many mortises. And there's so many other ways to do the mortises that I yeah. do. Mm-hmm. So that, that, like, uh, that buddy of mine here in town, Tab, Tab Adams, mm-hmm. he's got a horizontal slot mortiser. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's this big old machine, and it's <laughs> it's it's pretty big. <laughs> but it it works really well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a mortiser up here, an old general. Um it's not three phase and it's only for a thousand bucks, man. I look at it and it's like, man, I want that, but I don't need it. I don't use it that much. Yeah. 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 And I had the little bench top one, which is, it is too little to do much, especially would what I would want a big one for, but I don't know. It, it's which it's bench top one need. do you have? I have a steel city, which is a pretty nice little unit actually, yeah. which a lot of the, I don't. I don't know if you ever talked. Steel City was a very interesting company. They yeah. invented a lot of things, and then basically were going out of business and sold all their patents off to everybody that you see. There's a lot of machinery still around that's all their designs and I patents. Had, I had one of their so, table saws, and I still have one of their uh, drill presses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look at the drum sander that everybody has. That looks like my my Steel City. They sold the patent. That's why everybody has it. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. Well, you know, that originally was um, the guys who were. Yes. The district from manufacturer Delta. from Delta. They were like yeah. the G- the district areas that were the tool guys that knew all the numbers. They knew all the inventory. They worked in the office and helped with the design. When Delta sold off or got purchased, they started off Steel City, which was going to be the biggest thing since sliced bread. Mm-hmm. And I was I rooting for them. And yep. they came out with yep. some great stuff, but they couldn't make it. Yep. You know, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, they had some good ideas and things. Yeah, they just couldn't make it. But it's a competitive market out there. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. there, there, believe it or not, there isn't that much uh, profit, even for a retailer, to sell industrial machines. What they make their money on are parts or accessories, table saw blades, and stuff to keep things running smoothly. That's yeah. where like Woodcraft makes their money. The machines, mm-hmm. they I used to be like, they they barely made ten percent of the retail mm-hmm. price. Yeah. And what's crazy is if they were able to make ten percent, they had to buy at the time where everything was like really slow, which was like summer or spring because everyone's working outside. That's when the best deals are coming in. But unfortunately, if you're not prepared to purchase a ton of equipment, you know, then you're not gonna make that much profit. So. That's kind of how that works. It was like I was in the the pool business for a number of years, as you guys know. And and, and the pool business, swimming pool industry, is not about selling swimming pools. Mm -mm. It's about selling chemicals. It's about selling chemicals and accessories. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. Selling, you know, 
water woggles and chlorine diving boards <laughs> no not diving boards yeah, i know but you know like like i said chemicals and pool toys right that's what, what it was all about is water woggle a pool toy yeah yeah okay water noodle whatever you want to call oh, it oh okay uh, i got you amazing so um are are we all still staying pretty distant from people or what? Um, yeah, I, I am. I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, trying. I'm the same way. I'm doing the best I can. And it, it's, there's an awkwardness when you see somebody that you're, you're very good acquaintances with or mm. somebody you've known forever. And it's just like, you're staying a little distance away, yeah, like, which hey, I feel how awkward. Are you? Yeah, it's like, hey, how are you? Where you're not walking up to her, shaking her hand, or all that stuff. But it's do what you gotta do, right? Yeah. Well, the thing it's, is, it, it, it's it's so weird that they officially I mean, closed it, it, down New Jersey till the till May first, right? Yes, yeah, the thirtieth or first, yeah, uh, something like New that. New Jersey's yeah. the second hard hardest hit state in the country. Well, they're technically north there. It's almost New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard today my county has twenty six uh positives now so huh. we're on the, i'm all the way down south so it's it yeah. really it's taking a little time to come here and hit us but it's it's gonna it really has what is uh, what i'm surprised i'm not hearing much about is philadelphia and they shut down very early over there yeah. i think they they jumped on and yeah it's working it really seems to be working over there but um the same thing can be said about boston you know it's not they told everyone to stay they're forced to stay home but they were like, if you're not essential, please stay home. And the right. streets have been empty for over a month. Like, but it's spreading. <laughs> yeah, but it's not spreading really fast. Right. You know, and it's for how big the city is and how many people there are. You know, they're they're doing pretty good. We're nowhere near what New York is or other bigger areas or Louisiana. Um, even, Tennessee, even Tennessee has more cases right now. It's like, it's crazy how it's happening. But... Um, you know, it's pretty interesting how all that's changing everything. The, the issue is that people still don't listen. Like, people are still yes. not doing this, you know, yeah. eight feet, six feet, you know. People, I saw people around the corner from my house here. They're, like, in a, in a kumbaya circle, and they're all, like, sitting and talking like there's nothing going wrong. Like, dude, like, are you serious? Or, <laughs> well, you still see in the, in, the, in the news these people are having birthday parties, and yeah. Yeah. They're, they're these 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 guys, you know, still conducting church services. It's like, what, what don't you get? Yeah. I, the, the other thing that blows my mind is seeing the people with the masks and the gloves Mm -hmm. and just how they're using them completely wrong, how they just don't get it. And they're not really protecting themselves at all where they're, they're wearing them or they touch them and then they put them back on and then they touch where they wear gloves and they touch everything, but then they take the gloves off or get in their car, grab the steering wheel and then take the gloves off. It's just like, you basically just put it on what you had on your gloves. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Or, well, here, or I, I don't get, and whatever, but I saw a bus driver the other day with a mask on, but she had to pull down past her nose. So I guess she could breathe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she was probably purpose. wearing glasses. So it was steaming her glasses. Uh, no, I, actually she wasn't. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, she wasn't, but I don't know. You know, it's, yeah. it's gone to the extreme. There's videos online of how to properly wash uh, fruits yep. and vegetables what to do with your cereal boxes or, or chips or whatever you're bringing in. You know, my wife and I are doing that. You know, I my wife prefers for me to be going downstairs to undress before I even come upstairs in case I went to the store or something else. We have a bag and dedicated hamper downstairs. And, you know, at first it was like, this is ridiculous. But now it's just like, okay, this is just going to become the norm for several months. And I just mm-hmm. have to adapt. You know, when I go to the grocery store, you know, I go to the back of the van I put on a different pair of shoes that are locked up in a bag. I go to do the things. I come back out. I unload and clean everything and wash everything. And then I take off my shoes, change them, change the gloves, put them on. You know, they don't even come in the house. So it's like we went to Cheesecake Factory the other day. We're like, you know, I'm in the back of the white van, just like bleaching cloth, everything, like everything before we get in. Just do the proper precautions. You just never know. I'm curious as to what percentage of it is getting spread through food that people are purchasing. 
all these takeouts and everything, which mm-hmm. I understand it. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I, I know. I mean, it, it's, it's it's another way. It's another way to yeah. easily pass it, really. Well, that's where uh, Krista was saying, you know, don't grab pizza boxes. Suppose it can stay on pizzas for three days. So it's like a fresh pizza. Ten days you know. on anything it touches. Yeah. That's what they're saying. Yeah. So it's crazy. Like, I'm not going to buy that. But it's true. You know, we, that, we only went out once in the last four weeks or whatever else. But it's kind of one of those things like, man, I need something else. Like, I need a break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but if even if it's on a pizza box or it's on a cereal box or it's on a piece of fruit or whatever, and you get it on your hands, the the they say the number one reason people get this mm-hmm. is from touching their face. Mm-hmm. It gets in through the the you know the the mucus, the saliva, or through your eyes. So mm-hmm. just touching your face is not a good idea. So yep. even if you handle a box, picking that has, your nose is not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Don't pick your nose. So if you, if you know, if you get this stuff on a pizza box and it gets on your hands, that's okay. Wash your hands or sanitize yep. your hands mm-hmm. and you'll, you'll be okay after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I, what I do is basically I have a, a hand sanitizer shower that basically squeezes hand hand sanitizer all over me, and I'm soaked wet. <laughs> and then I basically wag myself off like a dog and be like, "I'm good to go." So. I have a big I have a big uh, tub filled with alcohol, and I just every time <laughs> guys, every time every time I do all something, dried and cracked up. Every time <laughs> I do something, yeah, I was like that before. So Ask every time me. I do something, I I take off all my clothes and I jump in the big vat of alcohol. And I just let it dry on, just, you know, evaporate off me. I don't use a towel or anything. And I, I pretty much walk around the house naked all the time. That's really why I haven't left the house. I understand. I don't blame you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the world is not ready. You know what you should do, guy? You and your wife should go get super soakers, put alcohol on, <laughs> just spray each other. Just run around the house naked. <laughs> You know, that would be a great YouTube video. You know, with my, with my wife being a nurse and being in a hospital all day, you know, I mean, you she's spray exposed, when she comes in. She's exposed to that stuff all day long. And it's like, you know, there's really not much I can do about it. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, unless, and I'm, I'm not going to socially distance myself from my own life where we no, of course not. retreat to different parts of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not going to happen. So... Yeah. You know what you I told mean? Us, you told us so you're not like your parents. <laughs> no, I'm the one cooking dinner now. Yeah, I know. But, um, um, but I said, I haven't left the house and she only goes to work and she's gone to the, she goes to the grocery store now because she gets, uh, they have special times for what they're calling first responders. Yeah, they are is, okay. Yeah. Good. So good. Uh, for an hour every morning from seven to eight, they're only letting people in the medical field, uh, police and fire department. I, I heard somebody the other day, uh, as you know, my brother fishes and one of the, one of the guys had posted a video saying, Hey, be a good Samaritan. If you see one of those first responders standing in line, let them in front of you. And I think that's a very honorable thing to do. Yeah. So if I go somewhere and I see one behind me, they go in front. So Mm -hmm. that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. I told the other day to a group of people, like my cousin and her husband worked the ER in the emergency room. They haven't had a day off since this all started breaking out. And, you know, she called just to tell me that she loved me. And she says that she's calling everyone in the family that she's close with because she's like, I don't know if we're going to make it out of this. Like, we handle people who are sick all day, every day. And yeah. what people are not talking about is that the HVAC systems are getting it. It sticks around. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're secluded yeah. in a separate room and you clean yourself. Unfortunately, it's in the air vents. Yeah. And you sit there. You're all everywhere. Yeah. yeah. You so still, you like, still have to do whatever you can to mitigate the exposure to it. But I mean, they really need to find a, a, a cure. Yeah. What is it? Just, Amazes you really how strong your body is, because technically we deal with this stuff every day of our lives, mm-hmm. and now there's something that just came along that 
Yeah, and there's a lot of people walking around with this stuff that aren't showing any symptoms. Yeah. And they don't know they have it and they're spreading it. They're spreading to other people who will never know that they had it to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's mostly young people, you know, they, 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 they talk about the mortality rate being very high while well, they also came out, I think it was yesterday or the day before. And they said that number is skewed too, because they're including in that number, anybody that's died while having the coronavirus versus somebody that's died because of the coronavirus, two different things. Right. Right. So right. if you have somebody that, that dies in a, car accident but they had the coronavirus they're counting that in the numbers yeah as a coronavirus death they're they're not not going to have the actual percentages till this whole thing's over yeah yeah. until now it's it's all skewed so yeah all all the numbers are all screwed up so uh they're saying now that they're they want to test uh do antibody testing because of the people that weren't asymptomatic or you know weren't showing any symptoms that didn't know they had it. Now they don't have it. They want to get their antibodies. So instead of doing testing yes. on these people, they want to do antibody testing mm-hmm. so they can get, you know, it's like you get a flu shot, but you know, when they give you the flu shot. What are they doing? They're giving you the flu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I heard the other thing they're testing is people that made it out of this as well to find out if they're still immune to it or they can recatch it. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know if that's, they're not a hundred percent on that yet. But they're also thinking that when it starts to get warm, it's going to die off just like the flu does. God willing. Because this, yeah. this thing doesn't like heat. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. So I don't know. It's all it's all a daily basis, it seems, nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, what's crazy is uh, like North Bryant Street School may not go back to school this year. Um, I, I have a guy named Cam who's from Cali. He's started in February, he maybe had like three weeks. And then now, you know, he can't go back to California and uh, be stuck at home. I can't really bring him on unless we're doing the social distance in different shops. And, you know, I get a little anal uh, because the wife tells me to be and, you know, she's more of a higher risk now. Uh, so it's like it becomes really difficult to bring him on at times. You know, I have him. I have him sit in the back of the of the van, and, I'm, and I jokingly say I'm your Uber driver because it's kind of weird to be like, "Hey, Cam, get in the back. We gotta get like six to eight feet apart." You know, sorry if the toolbox is falling you. I saw my brother the other day. He goes, "Yeah, you got tape measure?" I'm like, "Yeah, what's up? Give me it." He stretches out six feet. He goes, "Don't come near me." <laughs> He's walking around with the tape measure out six foot. That's it. Yeah, but you know, it's one of those times that. It's like, I feel like there is going to be so many, like, effects from this. As in, as in, perfect example, the other day, I was talking to Insider Carpenter, and he uses a lot of M-Tech hardware, and he had to order supplies from China in, from December. They're now saying maybe you get them in June. They can't, the, the shops yeah. are closed down. They can't get parts made. They can't get certain supplies made. They couldn't get hardware. And it's just like all these people are, are going to be screwed in the construction world because they can't get any of these supplies. It's quite alarming. Everything. All, that's all that's one of the Everything. things that's really going to change in the, the global economy. People, are, you know, especially in the United States, we want to get rid of, you know, with all this going on right now, they really want independence from Chinese products. Mm-hmm. So, especially in the pharmaceutical industry, because that's where we get a lot of our drugs from, is from China. Well, I just want to know why the hell we can't make our own masks here and our own gowns here. I'm pretty frustrated about that. I personally don't think that should have ever have been shipped overseas. Yeah. In my, in my, in my, I know it's money. all money. I know it's yeah, all it's business. All but I just think, yeah. in my opinion, we should at least have one company here, even if it's not producing as much, but maybe half of it. Because it's just like there's such a huge delay. There's no reason why manufacturers here can't be producing that whatsoever. Yeah, and and, and but you know when you're again there's that whole there's that whole capitalism thing again, Freddie. Mm-hmm. You're a retailer, and mm-hmm. you can buy it from supplier A or supplier B. You're selling it for the same price, but supplier A is cheaper than supplier B. Mm-hmm. You're right. buying it from supplier A. Unfortunately, that supplier is. The stuff's made in China. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and we as consumers, and sometimes those companies pass along the savings. So we as consumers want the less expensive product. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not really anybody's fault. This is just the way things so, are. So we, we, we have a, a listener that I'm friendly with that gets a product made in China. And he told me how much it actually goes for. He says, they build this whole thing for me for $35. I was like, you got to be kidding me. He goes, no. He says, it's insane. It's mm-hmm. just something that here in America, it probably would cost you $200 to get made, right? And he's he's mm-hmm. getting it made over there for 35 bucks. He goes, they work for pennies. He says, it's sad. He said, but- Or it's slave labor, one of the two. Big I time. mean- Right, yeah. You know, it's it's not a regular it's yeah. it's not the United States over there in China, man. It's a mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. you know, it's a pretty screwed up place. Yeah, it's it's different. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of people. Yeah. They're quarantined over there with guns. Whereas we're over here saying, "Don't go outside." <laughs> Dude, yeah, they're wel- welding people into their houses and letting them die. Well, let me tell um, you, it's like Venezuela mm-hmm. was chasing people on the beach or who are, are surfing, and they're just shooting shooting at them because they're not paying attention. You know, the world is crazy. You know, yeah. it's actually, but, uh, yeah, the thing with the, the thing with China, I agree with you, Freddie, but that's, that's one of the things that we're, we have to look at now. Okay. If something like this happens again, do we want that manufacturing to be located here in the United States or do we want mm-hmm. to be getting it from a global, global market? We yeah. want to be getting it from ourselves. So mm-hmm. pharmaceuticals, things like, you know, the, 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 the PPE that everybody needs, for something mm-hmm. like this, all that stuff should be made here. I, I, I personally, that's all just talk. It's it's not going to change. They're not going to stockpile yeah. it because even if they did stockpile it, why? I'm not I, saying stockpile. They they're not going to give it. Away. I know, but I'm just saying that it's it. I don't think anything's going to change as far as that stuff goes. What I am curious to see how it changes is just day to day interactions. What that's going to do that stuff, just. Mm-hmm. It, it, and it, it might take a generation. It might take our generation to ba- basically become, I don't know, Freddie and I are going to have to be 70, 80 years old to pass away before the next generation actually starts acting normal. But at that point, who the hell knows what's going to happen to life anyway? So I don't know. You know, the, the other interesting thing Odd that thought. I mentioned recently is like, you know, it, I joked with with mother half saying, you know, from the beginning, we got to have gardens. We have gardens. She's like, I don't, you know, I'm not a gardener. I just go to the grocery store, buy it. I don't have a green thumb. And then the conversations have now drastically shifted and saying, no, in the future, we're definitely going to have gardens. We're going to grow. Mm-hmm. If we have the capability of growing, canning and all that, it's like. I made bread the other day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, you need to know all these things. You can't, yeah. I feel like you can't depend on anyone. It's great. It's a convenience, but you also need to be prepared when that convenience is gone. You know, and it's like we're we're blessed today because we have Internet, we have technology, we still have can work from home. You think about the the depression and the previous world wars, Mm -hmm. like how lucky we are, you know, to be able to be in the position that we're in. You know, we're not starving. There's no soup kitchens. You know, everyone hoarded toilet paper. But now all the shelves are, are finally getting restocked up here, just limiting one per person. But it's becoming back to normal to a certain extent. Um, Still crazy, but. Um, I just think that people need to open their eyes and uh, appreciate the stuff they have and the opportunity. I will tell you, like, when it came to toilet paper and paper towels and all that, every time I went to the grocery store, even if I didn't need it, I bought the biggest roll. So when when this happened, I'm just like, well, I got 30 rolls without even hoarding. Like, I was just making sure I'm prepared. I got at least 30 rolls of everything. Yeah, yeah. My my mother-in-law went to the store the other day and to go get toilet paper. I think she was just in there. She's like, ah, I got it. I'll, let me just get some. So she buys two just single rolls mm-hmm. and she goes to the register and she's like, you can only buy one roll. She goes, why? She goes, oh, we're limiting it. She goes, so you're saying I can only buy one roll or I got to buy that whole package of 30 rolls? Mm-hmm. Goes, yeah, that's it. It was just, yeah. she could buy a pack of 30 or just one single roll. <laughs> they sell single know. rolls of toilet paper in the store? Yeah, yeah they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 99 cents. I've never seen it. Let me tell you, it's so thin. You can read a newspaper through it. <laughs> like, I have no idea who buys it. No idea why anyone would want it. It's so thin. I remember when I used to work at CVS, and I and I opened it, and I was like, why would anyone buy this? 
Like, the double roll of this particular paper will still be able to allow you to read through a newspaper. <laughs> like, that's how thin that thing is. It's so ridiculous. But, you know, you get 1,500 sheets, man, for 99 cents. <laughs> But, you know, I just think that in the overall s- spectrum of everything, it's just like we're dependent on so many other countries like the plywood and building materials and adhesives and hardware and tooling and everything else that I don't think we truly understand the effects that this is going to have until summer comes, until the fall comes, and you can't find anything. You can't buy anything. Um, and you know, and I think that, so I I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's going to happen overnight like that, Freddie. There'll be a a gradual, gradual, um, distancing from it. It's not going to say, well, uh, we're not buying anything from China anymore. Oh no, no. I'm talking about the inventory is just going to disappear for this year. It's going to be relatively low. I, I, I wonder Freddie, because you're saying that, but you got to remember they're, let's say they're a month behind us, right? Mm-hmm. we're going to be at that month at some point not wanting these materials as well. So it, it could all just catch itself right back up eventually. I don't know. You, w- time will tell. But Yeah, time will tell. I just, I you know, know I've just been having conversations with contractors who build a lot of houses, and their, yeah. su- their suppliers are basically saying, like, listen, they're already limiting of what they have for inventory, and they can't give us a date for three months before they can get it back. So right, this, but the la- that, that's my point. The lag might be right now, but in three mm-hmm. months, we might be going through this whole thing and we don't want it, and then it'll all catch back up. You yeah, might we only were, see the we lag. Were, we were, we were very, very fortunate. Just like toilet paper. We were very, yeah. very fortunate that the economy was so damn good before this thing started. Um, mm-hmm. If we would have been in a crappy economy with, you know, really bad unemployment before this thing started. Yeah, it would really be a lot worse than it's going to be. But once they start opening things back up and this, this will eventually go away, it will get better. We will return to normal. And when we reach that point, I think the economy is going to get, get going pretty quick after that. I think the unemployment, the people are going to go back to work and, Unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of people that, you know, are going to lose their businesses, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. But like I said at the beginning of the, 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 the show, there are government programs to, to help, you know, those businesses. And if you're listening out there, you've got a small business, you're worried about your business going under, man, get out there and talk to somebody that knows about this stuff and do whatever you can to get some of that uh, government cheese to help you along. Yeah, that's, that was a cheese wheeze. Yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah. Cheese whiz? Government cheese. cheese. You ever had cheese whiz? Uh, I have. It's horrible. But that's it's that's ter- uh terrible. That's what they put on the cheesesteaks around here. <laughs> Philly cheesesteaks. Is that right? Whiz. Ooh. Uh yes, if you want a real Philly cheesesteak, you have a have has whiz on it. No. Oh, they just slap cheese whiz on it. They put cheese. That. I don't like it, but yeah. I just took a Philly I've never, I've never had a true Philly cheesesteak sandwich before. I never had one either, and I won't either now after that. I don't <laughs> yeah, get a, get get provolone on it. Yeah, get, give me some provolone, please. Yeah, do, do a little bit mercy. All right, all right. We just keep on going. That's it. Keep on keeping on. Yep. You know? yeah. Tiger King. <laughs> Yeah. Have you guys watched anything good on Netflix during all this other than Tiger King? I (laughs) all I basically watch is YouTube and now my daughter found a show on there. That's all we get to watch. So okay. (laughs) Lots of nursery rhymes. Honestly, what I've been doing is there's a book out there is like knowing your numbers. And um and since I'm diving more into these like contractor world, I feel like I'm back to square one trying to figure out prices on a lot of things to see what other people prices certain things and then trying to see how quickly I can do it. So now I've been like doing a lot of research on how to properly uh, tape and weatherize a window opening and the new procedures and see how quickly it will take and how quickly I can take. So I've been like working on spreadsheets. I got a lot of spreadsheets that came in with breakdowns of anything and everything and 
uh, permitting prices, trying to get all these systems down. So hopefully that when it comes time to doing more and more pricing, I'm much more prepared that I don't feel like I'm losing my shirt. You know, I've been blessed to have a couple jobs coming up that they allowed me to do TNM time and materials that I can then, you know, time myself and then, you know, program all that information to a spreadsheet. So I, that's kind of what I've been doing. That doesn't sound like, like fun, Freddie. I was well, referring know, the, for what are you doing for fun? Well, you know, when you're addicted to this, it's it's fun. I'm addicted to it, so I'm I'm actually enjoying it. But no, I don't really. Whatever's on TV is kind of like. Eh. I'm wrangling snakes on the weekends. <laughs> are you really? <laughs> I saw that. I did see that. Oh my. That it was just a little me. snake, you big it was baby. Like four and a half foot long. Oh, yeah. so what? Yeah. It's one of those little New Jersey type snakes. A rat snake. It was a rat snake, but it was it only like six inches you. from my feet. I didn't you. think that when I saw it. <laughs> yeah, no, I would have freaked out if I didn't notice it. But as long as you didn't hear a rattle, you're good. Yeah, it would have started. I wasn't the sticking hell around out to find me. out. So what'd you, what'd you do with it? It's <laughs> out of the house. <laughs> you didn't kill it, did you? It's out of the house. Why not? Uh, Why not you, kill you it? You killed it, didn't you? It's out of the house. Yep, he killed it. You know, snake tastes good. No, I wouldn't snake. eat it. I would just Why? I, eat it. I would no, just put it out in the yard. There's no reason to make, kill, a, kill the poor little snake. It's not his snake? fault. The jerk no, snake is delicious. Nice warm in there. The problem is, if you take the snake out, unless you're going to take it really far away, it comes right back in. Because hmm. Justin Smart has Freddy. Justin <laughs> has this field. <laughs> Field stone, like any small crack, like anything. I don't, come in. Yeah, I don't know where it came in. I don't know. I, it could have come in the Bilka door. It could have come in. Yeah. I don't know. There, there is one little like one inch pipe, but mm-hmm. maybe who knows? But still, listen, bats can come in with the size of a dime hole. Yeah, it's so. like a mice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, that's it. One of our guys work. found a, a mouse at work the other day. He picked it up by its tail and put it outside. Mouse <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gone there, anyways. Not yeah, he's oh, well, he's he, this this guy's a a, a a true believer vegan. Oh, seriously? So, yeah, he won't he won't kill anything. I, I can't tell I'm you sorry. how many buckets of water I throw mice in. Like, here you go, swim, buddy, swim. <laughs> Oh, you didn't last more than two mm. minutes. <laughs> anyway, Freddie, in right. my opinion, are our own. <laughs> Don't be mad at us. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, if anybody's got any questions, shoot us shoot us an email. We we want to. We should do a question show one of these from you guys. So, mm-hmm. questions, suggestions, or ideas. Yep. Guy, so I'll we, read them so all. We just, so we just don't ramble on like we just did yeah. for the last hour. It was, a, it was a fun ramble, though. Yeah. yeah I'm happy with it. I'm fine with it. Guy talked for 15 minutes before we started jumping in. It was amazing. No. It was like a, it was like a Guy Guinness book record. Yeah. No. Maybe four or five minutes, Freddie. Oh, I just felt 15. It felt like 15, yeah. Exactly. All I know is when we get off here, guys going on Amazon, look up a super soaker. <laughs> Two of them. Two of them, yeah. Just, He's going to get himself a super soaker 100 and his wife to 50. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> look it up. You'll be all right. All right. All right. I don't even know if they still make them. I think I they think do. Too. Probably. Everybody, be safe. We want to hear from you. So. Yep. All right. All right, you guys. We'll see you in a couple weeks. See us. Thanks. And function in our society. (laughs) I want to. I want to know how they're feeding the lions now because it's thousands of pounds of meat needed every day. Yeah. Oh, well, they they don't talk about that. No. You know, just, they got that. Uh, they got the new guy. Well, don't ruin it for Justin. He hasn't yeah. seen it. No, it's yeah. not that you're going to ruin it for me because uh, everybody else is talking about it. And I kind of got an idea what's going on, but. No, you I... don't. You have no, no, you don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> you, you, I have, got... 
You have gotta, no idea what's going uh, on yeah, until I, you watch I, that. Yeah. I, I got to drift as to where it's going to be going, right? Let me say that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to watch it just to watch it because everybody else is kind of like. No, you, Justin, I'm I telling you. See it, huh? <laughs> you have it, no clue what this, what's see, this going thing. on. I don't, I don't think Colleen will even watch it. It's so insane. I thought I wasn't going to watch it either. And then I'm just like, I got to watch it for the stupidity and, and, and craziness that's happening. Yeah, and it, you're right, Freddie. It just sucks you in. It's, it's you're just sitting there and you're just like, how how do people like this actually exist in our yeah. modern society? Big time. And it's not just like two or three people. We're talking hundreds. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. what what's going on here? Are, are these people like aliens from another planet? <laughs> What the hell is wrong? I'm sure they look at us and think, what's wrong with those people? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. right. We'll see. We'll see if I can talk her into it. (laughs) 